You're missing comedic gold right now. We're no, doing no. good. Damn it. That's awesome. Can you start over again? It's going. This is the fifth time we started It's over. on. This is oh, what we do. My bad. Means that we have to pour more beer. That looks good. That smells good. Mm, so tasty. I took a shower. Oh my god, it smells good. <laughs> Holy shit. That's awesome. That's man, that's good beer. Can I still get a keg of this? Yes. Okay. Is there uh waiting? We'll bug Casey. Casey already came today though, didn't he? Yeah. Here, I'll text Casey everyone, right now. Yeah. Everyone talk to the mics while we're recording. Oh, oh we're recording. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the beer side. We were too busy just drinking and partying like we normally do. <laughs> Nothing so we, wrong with that. No, not at all. You might have uh, heard that sultry voice before. And that's the man, Dan. Everybody knows Dan. I don't know Dan. I just met him. <laughs> we go way back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, from, yeah. From Grand Canyon. And he brought us uh, some treats tonight. Uh, we're going to be going through these and going through some of... Uh, Dan's local uh, brewing history here in town. I mean, you've got quite the story. It's a nice way of saying my inability to hold a job. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> that wasn't your fault. I like him already. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, I don't know. When did we first meet? Did we meet at BevMo? Yes. When you were working there? Yeah, when I was at BevMo. Yeah, that's right. Back in the day when the I was. Growler Station? Yes. Yep. And then uh, from there, you moved on to Bigger and Better and got into the craft brewing scene we're at Mother Road. Yep. How was that? It was good. I liked it. I, uh, I call my whole journey stumbling uphill because I never planned any of this, and it seems to work out better that way. <laughs> I don't think any of us plan this. Even, and those who do, it, it, never, it never goes according to plan. So the, you, were, um, you, were, you still lived here in town, but you worked your local sales rep for them, correct? Yep, yep. I lived down here in the valley and uh, covered the whole state. Right on. Yeah. Um, how long did you work there? I worked for Mother Road, or at BevMo or Mother Road? Mother Road. So I worked at Mother Road uh, about two, two and a half years. And that was your first kind of jump into the craft beer yep. industry from like a retail job. What did you like better, Mother Road or BevMo? <laughs> that's, a, that's a fun question. Uh, <laughs> they've, they've, all, they've, all, no, they've all got their great aspects. Like, I just started off as, you know, your guy that likes beer. And uh, BevMo, like, I was going in there all the time hunting beers down. Stone tenth anniversary, the ruination, the twenty-two yeah, bottles. I got one still. I was I was hunting for that beer. Nobody had it, and I went in. And Chris, the store manager, um, he uh, he'd set one aside for me finally. So we're walking up to the front of the store, and I said, "Hey, are you guys hiring? Because our youngest was starting preschool, and I was a stay-at-home dad, and I needed something to stay out of trouble." So yeah, alcohol will do that. <laughs> it seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, so he's, he's like, no, I've got one shift a week. I'm like, I'll take it. So I took that job, and I was just running the register, so I wasn't even working on the floor. Six weeks later, I got promoted to head clerk and then given the entire beer department and was doing all the beer ordering and got to geek out on everything. Were you that good, or was it just slim pickings? I think uh, I think little column B. Probably. <laughs> no, don't let him lie. He, there's a reason he's where he is now. He has talented eyes. I'm looking Ta into him. <laughs> talented eyes. Man. <laughs> That's sweet. The windows of the soul. Look wait till there's a couple beers in. Yeah. <laughs> Who, me or him? You. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I don't, don't want to be here for that. <laughs> His beard is patchy, though. It's not like Marshall's. No, Marshall is amazing. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That yeah. fiery ginger. Mm. Yeah, his is impressive for sure. I think we all have a thing for redheads. 
<laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah. So I am married you, to one. How long, did you, how long did you stay at Bevmo? And then what made you decide, I don't want to do this anymore? How did you move on from there? Um, I mean, the opportunity arose. So a uh, mutual friend uh, knew the owner there at Mother Road and um, put us in touch together and uh, went up a couple times for trips and things worked out and moved on over there and learned a lot, learned a lot. Um, and then from there, I was, yeah, it was a couple years with them and uh, then Ballast Point happened. Um, what exactly did you do for Mother Road? What, what was your... So I was a sales rep. Okay. So, yeah, I, I lived down here in the valley. Um, started off just selling down here in the valley and then covering the whole state. So you're currently a sales rep now then? You're not, like, brewer or anything Correct. like that? Oh, no, okay. I wouldn't. I'd Brewer, God bless him. That's not the job for me. <laughs> the, brewers, the brewers show up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. They lift 50-pound sacks of grain. They stand over a boiling kettle for 10 hours. I show up at 10 a.m. I start drinking and making friends. <laughs> Sounds so, like my day, though. I just, I'm okay that's with when my I start <laughs> And there's still drinking and making friends involved. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So how did, um, how was that jump going, though, from like a, a corporate kind of sales job, you know, to the to retail, to all of a sudden being in the brewing industry and going from bar to bar or doing tastings? How, how different was that? And how much, was it enjoyable? Did you like it? Did you? Oh, it was, it was a blast. I mean... Uh, I got into it because I was a beer geek and I, I liked the scene, the beer scene. And um, now instead of, I guess, instead of getting to delve into 150 brands, you know, that were on the shelf out there and know just a little bit about each of them. Now I could take one brand and go really deep and, and learn all about it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. How long were you there for? At where for? At, um, I'm sorry, at um, Mother Road. Uh, like two years. Two years? Yeah. Because yeah, I remember when I talked to you, I think it was at the Peoria Beer Fest, and you yep. were telling me how you were going to Ballast Point. I was like, damn. At that point, I kept thinking, because at that point, that was when uh, a lot of the local reps started leaving local breweries to go to big regional breweries. And I was like, man, we just lost another one. And so you went, you went over there, and then how did, how did that happen? And then how did, before I say how did it end, tell us, tell us about what it was like working for a big regional brewery compared to like a, a state one? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I loved I loved working for an Arizona brewery. I loved um, supporting you know local businesses. Uh, I loved being able to drive a couple hours and be at the brewery where the beer is made and take people up there. Um, but we've all got you know we've all got those places that we like dream jobs, I guess you would say. Uh-huh. And one of the first beers that I really got into when I found out about beer was Ballast Point and Sculpin. And I remember working at BevMo and stocking the shelves. And man, it was hard to keep Sculpin in stock because people would come and get it. And when you would get fresh beer. Yeah. Um, and it, it was, was like six ninety nine a six pack. No, it was like, no, it was still like $15 a six pack. It's Is always Sculpin been the one with the fancy fish on it? Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. And now you can get like 14 different variations of it. Oh, fancy fish or fancy yeah. beer? Fancy, the same one, the same Sculpin. Uh, Name of fruit, it's probably got a variation of it. <laughs> grapefruit, grapefruit was the first one, right? Yep, grapefruit was the first one. Uh, I remember that came out before I was with Ballast Point, but I heard the stories about like retailers taking their liquor license to the distributor, loading up their truck uh, so that they could be 
it was like Tombstone before Tombstone was around, you know, where people would drive down yeah. there. Yeah, they would drive to the distributor just to get their grapefruit sculp and six really? packs and bring them back. Yeah. I remember being wow. not into it, but it was a good beer. I drank it, but it, I, I never like, went beer, out of yeah. my way for it or anything. You know, it was like one of those beers I had to go get because you could kind of get it everywhere. I've not at the beginning. It. At the beginning, it, it wasn't everywhere. Um, and it was kind of the beer that kicked off the whole citrus IPA craze, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was the citrus IPA before everybody made one. Yes. And it really worked. And then everybody mm. else came along and, and made, you know, some really good beers. And, and uh, yeah. Oh, you thank you for a glass. glass. You oh, man. Out of a can. This is fancy. We're not heathens. Ugh. I couldn't wait earlier. <laughs> you know this is the west side, right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, fancy. I haven't had grapefruit sculpting in a while. I need to get some more. Dan is a west side guy. <laughs> Ooh, are you West Side Ride or Die? I am. I'm like three miles from here. This yep. is beautiful. I could have walked here, but I'm lazy now, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So it's probably the fittest guy in the room now. Who, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, so he's, yeah this guy is like, a, he never stops. He's got like two other businesses he's working on. What else do you do? What else do I do? What else well, you, are you talking well, about? <laughs> well, you're starting up your little trailer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do like some private bartending stuff, and uh, uh, I'm building out a mobile cocktail bar. So like a tiki trailer, so like you're having your birthday party, I show up, I drop the trailer, mix some drinks, and... Yeah, we're going to do a whole episode where Dan's just going to make us drinks, and we're going to have fun. So you do fancy drinks, like you can make like a Tom Collins or a Arnie Palmer. As fancy as a Tom Collins, yes. Ooh. (laughs) Cosmo? We can make a Cosmo, Canyon Cosmo. Be like Sex in the City. This is gonna be delicious. Sex in the Mountains with some. Uh, I don't know. I, whatever he makes is pretty damn good because he's the reason I don't remember leaving Strong Bear. <laughs> oh, oh. I mean, that might have been some of my fault. This is coming That might have been some of my fault. Handing me stuff, and I just thought they said they, they told me it was seven percent, so that's why I was drinking. So it, it was an. I might have miscalculated, but it was also amazing because right after Strong Beer, I listened to your guys' podcast uh-huh. that you recorded right before Strong Beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, I was laughing. Well, it was at, Sam uh, who told me it was seven percent. Well, yeah, yeah. And then you just kept giving me stuff, and everybody else kept giving me stuff, and I was like, "This one's like all clear." I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just keep drinking that. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a good time. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sure you heard uh, the whole conversation. Da- um, Brandon and I actually had a conversation leaving Strong Beer that he doesn't even remember. I think he does <laughs> not remember. We've brought this up a couple times already, and you're the reason why. I remember in my Bevmo days, I had a couple Strong Beers like that, yeah. yes. Lost Shoes one time. <laughs> I didn't That's that. the name of a good beer. Lost, Lost shoes. shoes. Lost Shoes at a beer fest. My shoe fell off. <laughs> hey, that's my bike. Lost <laughs> Shoes. I was sitting on a, a tall chair one time, sort of like these, after a beer fest, and literally my shoe fell off, and I'm like, my shoe fell off. <laughs> I couldn't do anything about it. You ever seen that video of that guy trying to put on his flip-flop? He's so wasted at a beer fest, he's trying to put his flip-flop on, and he can't reach it. And he tries to step yeah, forward. And just keeps going keeps back. And backward. Yeah, oh that's my funny. God. I was going through my phone, I found that's a whole awesome. bunch of... Uh, of old photos from beer fest and when i used to blog i i went to a lot of beer fest man because i was like oh another beer fest another beer fest and i remember this one we went to was out in tempe or mesa somewhere i think it was a spring training facility and this guy walked out and there's a small grass pit, and he just boom just fell <laughs> flat on his face right on the grass and just laid there Did you yell sniper <laughs> i know i should have ran so when somebody falls you're supposed to yell sniper and then tackle the buddy next to you real quick that's okay. a game we play in vegas it's fun no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that sounds like a blast. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, unless you're on the street or something. Then you tackle a stranger. It doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. put them on the ground. you got to save their lives. Or that dude in the Elmo, dirty Elmo outfit. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, so you're working for Ballast Point. Yep. H- how was it? I mean, you just run around pimping, scoping all the time, or was it like you thought, man, I finally made it to the big time? Or no, I mean, it, it was great. They. Um, so back up just a second. Uh, my very first day was supposed to be November 16th. Uh, which just happened to be the day that the sale to Constellation got announced. Uh, so I came on the front end, and then apparently they had some bigger things to take care of than bringing on the new guy. Yeah. So I was floating for six trucks. weeks, uh, not knowing when I was going to have a job. I, like, I knew I had a job, I just didn't know when I was going to start. So I didn't start until January. Wow. So just kind of hung out for a bit. Wow. But it's fine because I threw my back out and it was it was uh, a good time. So when you when you first show up there, then how did did it change? I mean, were you all of a sudden reporting to a new guy? Was it, oh it, no, I reported the same same guy uh, the whole time, um, and everything was fine. Like you know, it was going to be different. Is is constellation? Um, you know, it's 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 not like the other buyouts. You know, it's going to stay the same. They're going to leave us alone, and they did for a while. Um, for a good a good portion, and uh-huh. I mean, I loved it. It was, uh, it was great working for uh, a big company like that. And you know, I worked for the small thirteen person business, which I really enjoyed, and I learned a lot. Uh, but I really, really grew uh, working at Ballast Point. I learned so much about like you know chain distribution and working with distributors and. Um, quality control which was like number one and like that's really the big stuff that I've taken away from those experiences so you, it was actually a positive experience for you then oh absolutely I, I loved the beginning of it it was great how long were you there with them two and a half years let's see a pattern so yeah. at what point or did you ever <laughs> see something like huh things might be changing a little bit I mean like the last year uh, probably wasn't quite the same company that I'd started with and uh, there was, you know, some changes being made, the big corporate machine, which I understand, you know, lots of businesses go through that, mm-hmm. um, different expectations, different, maybe some different goals, some different focus, um, and, and things just kind of slowly started to change. Were quitting or getting there, fired at that point? I don't think people were getting fired, uh, but yeah, there were people leaving, you know, there was a big group of people that left right away at the uh-huh. sale, They're like, oh... You know, I'm never going to work for a corporate company. The man. The man. Uh, I mean, the man's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, the man's all around oh, us. Yeah, we so. need Alex for that conversation. <laughs> That's, there's not enough time. <laughs> we have all night, my friend. We have all night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless so, that's your daughter that's here, too. <laughs> uh, no, it is, I hope not. Oh, no. Oh, she's gone now. <laughs> oh, that, that, was, that was Kevin's daughter. That was your daughter, Kevin? No, that was Tyler and Holly's daughter. Oh, somebody's daughter was here. (laughs) Joe, a woman came in looking for you with a kid. (laughs) Is it Father's Day? Was it your your daughter, Joe? No, my daughter's a little blonde-haired, blue-eyed one over there. Yeah, I don't know how you got that one either. One day we'll find her real dad, but right now, (laughs) I'll just keep raising her. We're good. Thank you, sir. So, um, because... We hear about the stories about breweries getting bought out, mm-hmm. with, you know, local ones here and the employees. You know, we, lo- we know those guys. So we've heard stories from them. Was there, do you have, like, one of those stories you like, all of a sudden this changed or this was like, I can't believe they can do this or this kind of sucks. We have to do this now. I mean, it was just, 
it, on my side, I'll take this in two parts. One, on relationships towards the beer community, mm-hmm. and Did two, on the work side. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. There were definitely some people that uh, treated me differently because I left an independent company to go work for Ballast Point. Even when, even though, well, first of all, because I went to go work for a big company. Yeah. And then second of all, when they got bought out uh-huh. uh, by a big, big conglomerate company. Was that industry people? Yeah, industry people, accounts people. I mean, there, there were the accounts that, there were a couple accounts that refused to buy our beer any longer. Just. And those were interesting conversations because it was sometimes it was interesting to see what certain people would take stands on mm-hmm. when they would get up on arms about this, but then you look at other aspects and it's not really that big of a deal. They have their own self convictions and yeah, and uh, and I mean I was the same person. I was the same person that I was the week before. Uh-huh. Uh, I live in this community still. I pay taxes in this community still. Uh-huh. I, I'm involved in this community still. Um, so my view on that uh, is I believe that there's still room in the marketplace for the big brewery still. Like even after, you know, what we get, we'll get to here in a minute, even after everything that happened, um, there's, still, there's still good places for brands like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think that even the big brands can still lift the ship for everybody else. Um, I wish that there had been more opportunities to work with smaller people, uh, smaller breweries, uh, to really help support and everything like that, and and take advantage of like the quality aspects. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the smartest people you'll ever meet in the world is Matt Labson. He's the director of quality control, uh, field quality manager for Ballast Point, Constellation Brands, and just the greatest guy. Um, I'll still go and see him. Like, he, was, he came and visited, and he stayed in Gilbert, uh-huh. and I got up, and I drove an hour and a half in the morning just to go have coffee with him. Uh, That's cool. In the morning, just to go hang out with him, uh-huh. just because I love him, and he has so much to offer, and yeah. So the relationships, those are never going to go away, because exactly. in the end, they're still people. Yeah. Um, it, but just the corporate, you know, cogs, change things yeah and especially when it, it came to the end and uh it was funny the the way it ended uh it was august 15th which funny enough was six years to the day that i started at bevmo wow. my very first day you must and have a, a, a calendar with like two red two X's on and them. two then uh, roughly yeah weird yeah. weird i know huh you've got like a whole i mean alex i mean hold on to me alex uh <laughs> yeah. I, that's my boss uh I, I'm, I'm sticking around don't worry um, <laughs> what if he has different plans for you? <laughs> a lot of confidence yeah, there. I think so. I think I think I think he would give up his wife before he gave up Dan. <laughs> These two, yeah, they're they're tighter than we are. Uh, no, <laughs> nobody knows how tight you are other than me. <laughs> if we're really going to talk about tightness, come I'm going to need another beer now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told I have the perfect size penis for anal. <laughs> So I remember that morning. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy uh, crap! Where were we? Sorry. I know, huh? Uh, but I remember that morning where that um, charcuterie, that uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that um, that press release went out about Ballast Point all of a sudden oh, yeah. laying off everybody. Yeah. So and I was like, oh shit, what happened to Dan? So, but I didn't want to like, hey Dan, I was like, what's happening? So I just let, and then it just gradually worked its way through because I think some people started posting stuff and just kind of heard, you know, eventually yep. that yeah, you were part of that. Yep. 
So basically, if you weren't, uh, if you were a salesperson and you weren't management level or lived in maybe a couple cities, um, you lost your job. So like 80 people lost their job in that Oof. day. I got a quick question for yes. you. It just popped in my head here. So being a salesperson for a brewery, what if you don't believe in the beer that that brewery's putting out? How do you handle dealing with that? Oh, absolutely. Is that even something that's on your radar? No, or? I mean, I mean, I think that probably happens. Uh, I've been fortunate enough that every brand that I've worked for, um, I've believed in. Every brand? Every brand, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've never heard him waver, so I believe him. I mean, it's not like I don't believe you, but I do because you've always been into beer. And it's not like you've ever worked for like a bad brewery either. Um, right. You're extremely knowledgeable, and I've never heard you like say, "Oh, this this beer's not any good. This beer's any good. You know, drink this instead." But you are very um, plugged in with your belief of what you do. And so, I, I mean, yeah, hell, you worked for some. You worked for a couple of the biggest breweries here in town. I mean, here in the states, mm-hmm. and one of the biggest ones in the country, and, and one holds a record of the biggest sale. And when I worked at Mother Road, I mean, they didn't even really have Tower Station at the time either. So my time, my time period with them was, I, w- I was selling the Kolsch, I was selling uh, Black or Lost Highway, uh-huh. the Black IPA. Yeah, that's a good which beer is, too. It's a beautiful beer. That's awesome. Uh, but I mean, I've always worked for a brewery that's had more expensive beer than mm-hmm. the, the other rest of the market, so it's been a more difficult sell because you're trying to get people to pay more. Um, at Mother Road, you know, people didn't know about the brand as much at the time, uh-huh. so uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a lot of that. And when I went over to Bow's Point, I was selling really expensive beer and trying to go in and convince somebody, yeah, this, you, I know you're spending $80 more on this keg, but you know, if we break it down and we get into math, you're going to make more money on it. Yeah. But so can, did you get a percentage of each sell then? Is that how it Oh no, I had a salary. I, oh, okay. I, I was salaried. So it didn't, it didn't matter. Did you have quotas you had to meet? I mean, yeah, I, I had stuff that was expected of me, okay. uh, to go out there and hustle and do, um, which, which I would always go out and do my best. But um, if you did a good job, they rewarded you, right? You got a raise you, or whatever, right? No. Or no. If you had I a mean, good product, they pretty much sold itself. I mean, people say that a lot of times because Sculpin, you wow. know, I heard that a lot. Sculpin sells itself, but but it's like expensive when, <laughs> when compared you're selling. To the other one, yeah, right? yeah. When you go into a business, like if somebody came in here and try, I mean, say I could sell it. Somebody brought me to sell Sculpin. I'd be like, okay, first of all, that's a really expensive beer. I mean, I get offers for really expensive beer sometimes, and I've got to think, okay, is this kind of worth it? And I and I I'm constantly like working the numbers in my head. And it's just gonna sit for so long. Exactly, and, yada, and, yada, yada, and, and like it, and compared to me going and getting a keg from someplace else and be able to sell it for this much, I'm gonna sell it quicker and more ounces, and then I'm actually gonna make more money doing that. I don't do that all the time because in the end, it's still really good beer, and I want to sell it. And I like I know some beers are gonna sell faster than other ones do, but I don't want every beer out there to be be really slow. Um, oh you yeah, have, you have to still keep. You got to look at your tap lineup as real estate too. Uh-huh. If it's just sitting there and it's not moving, it's not making you money. And yeah, you might you're losing money if you look at it that way. Uh-huh. For That's sure, sure. That's a good point. It's missed opportunity, Absolutely. opportunity cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when that day came, and did they send you an email? So I was <laughs> lucky enough that I found out the night before what was happening. Uh huh. Because uh, like some stuff was going down, some some higher people lost their job and then uh tuesday night i found out uh what was going to happen so i i, I ro- rolled into the phone call knowing what was going down you were pre- prepared but yeah. there were a lot of people that had no idea uh, yeah they saw the email saying business update and got on the phone and mm. left hung up and yeah 
Damn. So, uh, I mean, again, I understand the corporate machine. I understand that I'm not special. It, it happens to lots of people. And I just got caught up in it. Thankfully, you know, took care of me. They gave me some time to figure some things out. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, I wish I had decided a little bit faster. But uh, it all worked out. And I'm very, very happy where I'm at now. Uh, I work with Alex Phillips, uh, who happens to be my best friend and is also wanting to get me to work for him for four years anyways. So the nice. timings worked out very well. Mm -hmm. um, they, uh, they've put in a lot to that brewery in the last year or two, which is, again, back to talking about the quality. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy that the timing worked out where I can work for them now. Where are they located at? I don't even know. Up in Williams, in Arizona. Yeah, okay. North of Flag. Yeah. yeah. So 30 miles west of Flag. Uh -huh. How often do you got to drive up there? I don't get up there as much as I want to because my territory is down here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and, and that's the other thing, too. Now I've got a great team that I work with. We've got a guy, Ryan, in Tucson. We uh, have a guy up in northern Arizona as well, uh, Craig, um, Sam. Uh, who I've known for quite a while. He's been with the brewery for a while, too. He's got the East Valley. So my area, I've got the West Valley instead of covering the entire state now, which is beautiful. I've got hotels and resorts, and I've got new accounts. So you get to go home and see your kids at night. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I remember several years ago, we were up north for something, and uh, we it was the fall. And you know everyone has a pumpkin beer in the fall, right? Mm -hmm. It's the thing. But we got the Grand Canyon. Me. Um, it was like a pumpkin porter or pumpkin something? Pumpkin Springs Porter, yeah. Pumpkin yeah, basic bitches. Uh, it was, it's, it's, it's a pretty good, pretty good pumpkin beer. I was like, whole, okay, this is, this is the one I want to drink. If I'm going to get a pumpkin beer, this is the one. You yeah, know? because it's not fake so, pumpkin spices. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a bigger beer. Um, I think last year was like eight and a half, nine percent. It was a big beer, too. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. And, and I've always respected that beer, even, again, even before I worked for them, too. Yeah. It was, I remember it was as good. Does Grand Canyon have, like, a flagship beer? The, we do. The uh, one that everybody says, oh, it put me on the map. So the, the thing which I actually appreciate as well is uh, we really focus on heritage-style beers. So what is a heritage-style heritage beer? Heritage-style beer is basically beers for everybody. So American Pilsner, just this beautiful, crisp, clean Pilsner. Uh, that's the beer that you take to your buddy's house for to go and watch the football game, um, and you can sit there and I call it my lawnmower beer. Like mm -hmm. you know, you can drink two of them while you're mowing the lawn, and then blow off the lawn mowing and finish off the six pack. You mean you don't have people to do your lawn? Your lawn? <laughs> <laughs> my kids are lazy. Uh, okay. <laughs> We're working on that. No, I love my kids. They're beautiful. I've rocks. Yeah. Kids ruin lives. It's okay. We all discuss it. Yeah. It was great to meet your daughter earlier, Joe. <laughs> That's my, that's my favorite one. Let's not talk about that. How is it, so how was that adjustment? Because you, you went from an Arizona brewery uh -huh. to a regional back to an Arizona brewery. Yeah. What did, you, what did you like out of it or what did you think this is different? And because of your education, what were you able to bring back and tell, hey, Alex, we need to do this. We need to do that. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of it was like um, working with distributors, uh, learning how, how to talk. And, and work with the people that are actually out there on the front lines selling your beers. Because you know how it is. I can come in and talk with you and say, hey, Brandon, bring this beer in. Bring in this deep in the green keg. Uh -huh. uh, but I'm not the one that brings it to you. we got to call the other guy. Yeah. And 
they're the one that actually delivers it. Yeah. So uh, just learning how to work with folks, uh, the, the good folks like that. Uh -huh. um, the quality aspect, working with Matt Leibson again, and just the, the focus on that, the time that I got to go out to San Diego and spend in the lab out there. And, oh, that'd be and, fun. Oh, it's beautiful. So I, did you have to move to San Diego then? For no, I lived out here. Okay. Uh, the beginning, we would go out there once every three months for like quarterly meetings and then it kind of got sparsed back and then it was like once a year so and what do you mean as far as education did you have to take like special training for each br to do what you do or no uh it's a lot of drinking uh <laughs> i wish that was Damn. most of the job uh, to be fair most of the job is sitting in your car uh stuck in traffic for five of the eight hours a day uh going in and talking to people who are nope i'm good i don't need anything this week uh, so it's, <laughs> it's. I feel sorry when these reps come out here. Strong arm some people. It's, it's, <laughs> the sad thing is, is that we're 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 pretty far out in the west side, in the Northwest Valley. Yeah, we're all not that far that for you, here, uh, live, people in Central Phoenix. They all live in Gilbert and Chandler. Everybody lives in the East Valley. Yeah, and it's nuts. And I was like, man, I feel bad. I mean, sometimes I almost feel like I want to buy a keg out of pity for these people because it is. I mean, they had to spend an hour to come out here just to try to sell me a beer, even though I didn't really Ugh. want the beer. I mean, that's our job, though. So yeah. don't get me wrong. My job uh, beats working for a living. So I'm extremely blessed. And it doesn't help mm -hmm. when you have a good product. I mean, it does help when you have a good product. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't makes, hurt when yeah. you have a good exactly. product. Exactly. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Here, let's pour you another beer, <laughs> No Brandon. kidding, huh? Yeah. <laughs> don't pour him that shit you did at the beer festival. No. Oh no, that was uh, those were cocktails. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was. Uh, I was surprised to see those. Might I wasn't have been prepared some, for that. Might have been some mezcal too. But, but anybody who knows <laughs> us knows that this is what we do. Yep. That was. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't lie. It, was, it was a good time. Thank <laughs> yeah, no. God for Joe. Joe, I, I don't know if I already covered this or not, but like I said, I don't remember. Like, I, remember <laughs> I remember somebody saying last call because I was still I was stuck there by the tent of Grand Canyon, and uh, I remember somebody saying last call, and I thought, oh man. I better go check out my booth. And so I remember going back <laughs> and I sat down and Never I remember talking down. to people. And then all of a sudden Joe goes, okay, let's go. And I was like, what? And he's like, let's go. And, and Joe mean, had go? taken down everything. He had taken down the tent, disconnected the jockey box, which I didn't know you know how to do. Oh, that's beautiful. He loaded it up in the truck. I'm Mexican. I can came do back anything. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> came back and got me and drove me back to the brewery. And then I went in the back and slept for three hours. Yes, Dan, I am Mexican. Where do I find a Joe? <laughs> I know, huh? He's oh my mine. gosh. You have Alex. Joe's mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit partial to Brandon. I like him. <laughs> He's not even a redhead, though. That's okay. That's a, I'll, I'll that's a beautiful salt and pepper beard. That <laughs> salt and pepper beard. This morning, I was telling April, I was like, man, beautiful my, smile. My, my beard's really getting gray. I should, I should shave it off. She's no, like, don't. Goes, I will leave you. <laughs> I will leave she goes, you. You cut it down. That's okay. And I was like, man, I need to go to him just for men because it's it's mm -mm, that's it's a good look. Rocket gray. It's good. Uh, when you throw a flannel on and a hat, ooh, it's getting hot now. Right? Daddy, was it eighty it degrees is today? Actually, a little warmer now. Yeah, oh, I thought you just meant from this conversation. Well, it's always like this. Did you go from six to twelve? I've <laughs> been yeah, fucking hard this whole time. I'm just saying. <laughs> so let me ask you a, a kind of a, a not necessarily a personal question, but this is going to be a very direct question. You went from a product as Ballast Point, not saying it was an easy sell, but as Ballast Point and it's Sculpin, to go to Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon has been around for a while. They're one of the larger breweries in town, and it's a little bit of a harder sale than say one of these new darling breweries that just stopped, they started up and they're, it, it, we're making hazy IPAs and they're just selling them like mad and people are standing in line for them. How is it going to that, you know, to that tap house or that bar and trying to sell your product now? I'm, 
I'm very happy. Like I'm, and I'm not even kidding. I'm happy to be working for an Arizona company mm-hmm. again. Uh, Johnny, the owner of Grand Canyon, you know, he, he was, he's a Navy veteran. So Grand Canyon's the only certified veteran owned brewery or distillery in Arizona. That's awesome. Um, honestly, and, and it's something that, you know, Alex tells everybody as well, and they don't hide behind. Grand Canyon Brewery started in 2007. Uh, Johnny got out of the Navy. He came down, went to Four Peaks, fell in love with the idea of having a restaurant and brewery and decided to open one up. So he owns uh, Cruiser's Cafe, which is right on Route 66 in Williams. So he opened up the brewery right behind uh, Cruiser's Cafe. And Grand Canyon has gone through stuff that has closed down bigger and better breweries. Um, The fact that they're still around right now is testament to the fact of like you know, just the perseverance, stubbornness, staying power. But lo- about a year and a half ago, um, he was really faced with a turning point too. He's like, do I continue on with this brewery? Because they went through a lot of stuff, quality issues, um, you know, stuff, beer, beer not being properly carbonated, uh, beer on the shelf not living the right way, or do I dump some money into it and get it to where it wants to be? So. He took, and after a trip to CBC, looking at everything, they got a brand new canning line. So we'd been running Oscar Blues' original canning line uh, up until last year. Wow. Hmm. So try thinking about trying to use your cell phone from the mid-90s. Like, that's uh, what we Zach were... Zach Morris brick phone? That's what we were canning they had beer cell phones on back before. Then? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just pagers. <laughs> it, was, it was that. I had um, a white one, you had just a, so we know. I had a yellow one. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking a douche. I had a yellow one. It was yellow and gray. Yep, mine yellow was all black. yellow, clear <laughs> yellow plastic. Uh, mine was white. I was a douche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we oh we got the canning line, and then the big thing that we got is we got a centrifuge as well. Uh, I didn't know you had one. We had, we're one of three breweries wow. in Arizona with a centrifuge now. Wow, I so, did not know that. And that's been key Does because... No. Oh, no. It's uh, it's it's Four no. Peaks, Four Peaks, Santan, and Grand Canyon. Yeah, you're oh, okay. A big deal if you get one of those. Centrifuges, okay. like basically, he could have went and got bought a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god. Or he could buy the centrifuge and put it back in the business. What does a centrifuge do? So basically, before before nuclear. before we had, it's used in filtering your beer. Okay. So before um, before we had the centrifuge, we would run it through a plate filter to filter the beer. Uh, our big 100, 100 barrel tanks, it would take 72 hours to filter a 100 barrel batch. And that entire 72 hours, it's getting exposed to oxygen. So it's damaging your beer before it even gets in the can, before it gets out to you. Um, but now with the centrifuge, it spins it around really fast. All the solids get spun to the side. This beautiful crystal clear beer gets drawn out from the middle. But the beauty is it's a completely closed system. So no mm-hmm. oxygen touches it at all. No finings. Yep, exactly. Four hours. 100 barrel batch, four hours, Jesus. no oxygen. We've never made better beer than we have right now. And that's beautiful. And that's, again, coming from Bow's Point where quality, quality, quality. And you have to preach quality to sell a $15 six-pack. Yeah. Yeah, and um, a factor of 18 increase in performance time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so man, man hours, it takes <laughs> less, Kevin doing it yeah. takes less people to run. I'm already lost. Yeah. Uh, you're, I'm purple. all about the numbers. You're purple. getting it out quicker. Uh, it's yeah. better. It has a longer shelf life. Yeah. It's never tasted better. Like, that mm. is the beauty. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, that's what I can get behind and say, hey, you got to taste this Pilsner. I know you might have had some experiences with Grand Canyon a year or two ago. Let's come back. Let's try it again. 
number one selling locally produced amber ale so in that's, Arizona. That's all recent then, the centrifuge yep, and everything? Yep, in the last okay. year, year and a half. Yeah, because it's when we first opened, you know, we, it's, we're looking for beers to put on. And we're like, okay, these are my friends. I'm going to put all these beers on. And some are selling better than others. And then you hear the stories of all these people coming in because they were drinking it someplace else. And certain breweries have a little bit more of a negative connotation. And people didn't like to drink their beer, whether it was personal preference or legitimately something wrong with the beer. But, you know, we, we're always sampling the beers. We're always trying the beers. And that's like what Dan does. He brings me beer. Try this beer. Try this beer. Try this beer. And I'm like, these beers are really good. And sometimes I was like, I don't understand why some beers don't get the love. And again, hype is a big thing in the brewing industry, and you can a lot oh, of breweries have really made it on hype. Um, but I just, I mean, I was with Alex on Saturday, and we had this whole conversation about being hollow. There's, there's, you can take that hype wave, and you can, you can ride it all the way to the beach, and it's going to crash on you eventually. But when you're solid and you, you have that depth and you have that knowledge, you can, you're going to just continually grow. You, maybe you don't go from you know ten to. 15, 20% right away, but it's a slow, steady growth. And that's my model for here too. But in the end, it's still about having a good beer and a good product. Um, so I, I, I buy beer all the time from some of these places just because I want to say, Hey, these people introduce you. I'm going to reintroduce you to these breweries. Yes. They're my friends and I like the product they're doing. And I want to, I want to show people that again, it's not just about what you've heard or what somebody on Facebook told you to drink try this beer and nine times out of ten they're like wow that's actually really good that's the beauty right there it's mm -hmm. not about what you see on facebook it's it's drink drink what you want to drink yes exactly it's a lot of passion in you right now yeah yeah, yeah exactly we should be recording this shit <laughs> did, did Smart, somebody man, start the recorder <laughs> like Let's youtube stuff not not the audio like yeah, yeah the, i mean like so passion. like i remember when uh alex brought me the overnight ipa mm -hmm. that you did with uh Mr. Troublemaker over there. Oh, no, you. that wasn't. That's overnight. That was Dark Sky. Oh, man. I brought you the wrong beer right yeah, there. Yeah, you did. I mean, we can still drink it. It's still yeah, beer. Yeah, we're going to still drink that. But that was a damn good beer. And then you brought... Oh, I have a Memoirs in the back. Yeah. I think I do. Oh, I've got it on No, I've got it on you've tap. got cans. I've got it on tap. I tried yeah, to buy, I tried to buy people tap. cans earlier. Yeah. Memoirs. <laughs> yeah, Memoirs is on tap right now. Yeah, and that's, it's, it's a damn good beer. Oh, man. And I am super excited because... This shit right here. You can't see this. So it says deep in this is the new deep in the green. Deep I just posted it on untapped. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> like so yeah, the the first I don't know I don't know if we talked about it earlier. The beer that we poured at the very beginning was our brand new beer that draft is around. You'll be able to drink it here shortly. Uh, -huh. uh cans will be out uh, 16 ounce four packs, but it's called Deep in the Green. It's a nine percent double IPA. No wonder I feel dizzy. This <laughs> is this is like our love song uh, to Hop Slam. So it's this is amazing. you had me at hot slam. This yeah. is Alex, like Alex back when he used to do home brewing. This was his recipe that he used to make at his house, uh, and the first time for him to see it in a cans, he's he's pretty excited about it. <laughs> but it's beautiful. It's dank. It's got that Arizona honey in it too. Oh. Yeah, it yeah. smells. I can't wait to. I mean, it smells I'll, so I, good. I mean, I bought a keg of that. By the time you uh, mm -hmm. hear this podcast, we'll have it on tap here in the brewery, and this is a fucking good beer. And it's nice because so many double IPAs come out too sweet. This is not like that at all. It smells excellent, and it's it's so deep and complex with no sweetness at all. Yeah, it's excellent, very balanced. Awesome. The, I, like I mean, it. Josh, Josh, and the brew team up there at the brewery they they do a great job. Josh came to us uh, from Hangar Twenty Four. So uh, he's been with us, I think, three or four years right now. Yeah. And 
he's really come into his own. He's got a great team up there. That's at a San Bernardino Hangar Twenty Four. Redlands. Redlands. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they got a same difference. And they've got what, Havasu. Don't they have their other small? Yeah, they've got a in yeah up in Havasu. Uh-huh. I've never been up there, but I heard it's. I don't know. I think it's like a five barrel system or something they put in there, didn't they? They have a bridge there too, right? Uh, Havasu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of it. Havasu Bridge. No, London Bridge. <laughs> London Bridge. <laughs> London is in England, Kevin. Oh, it's in Havasu. You're not very smart Catch with up. your numbers. <laughs> so, um, Dan's a good friend of mine. Uh, we, we have a lot of conversations. We hang out, you know, a little bit here and there. And uh, he's a fascinating guy. So, in addition to his love of craft beer, this guy knows more about mixed cocktails than anybody I know. So I don't know if you're prepared to talk about that. I mean, we can we can chat. Yeah, but I would love. I was gonna make this another podcast. So we'll go on for days. But next time we, we touched on it. But I want to do one where you come in and you make us some drinks because I don't honestly I don't know shit about that kind of <laughs> stuff. Honestly, I mean, I mean honestly me, I don't either. You so. poured me like three or eight at Strong Beer and I don't remember that. So <laughs> how'd you learn how to make they a foo foo drink? So I got laid off. I don't know if we mentioned. Oh, I'm going to say something else. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, <laughs> And in my downtime, I had some, uh, some time to figure life out and mm-hmm. might have got a little depressed and uh, found out about cocktails. <laughs> so during that time, all right, so one of the things, when I was a stay-at-home dad, I had some friends and my wife would also <laughs> say that uh, I was a handshake away from a new hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's a great quote. Basically, I'd meet you. We'd hang out. So, like, Joe, what are you into? Fucking story of my life he right there. Popcorn. You're into popcorn? So, I like, literally. Wood, pop, everything. We're, 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 we're going to hang out for half an hour, and then I'm going to go home, and I'm going to buy a commercial popcorn <laughs> machine. <laughs> and Squirrel. Like, it's not just and, me. like, five <laughs> acres of land to grow the corn <laughs> from the soil. And, like, we'll get 90% of the way through this. And then you find something else. And then I'll find something else. Dude, but you and that, me are so much like but the you next, two. But the next six weeks are going to be magical. Wow. Just prepare that's yourself, awesome. all right? <laughs> no, that's fucking... I think... Kevin, have you ever done anything like that, or are you just like straight laced? Uh, no, I, I, I don't, I don't, I never stop. No. I don't. Kevin, I always. Kevin has a everything. different mind than we do. Yeah, I. Kevin's on another level. Wait, what are we, we talking uh, about? I have <laughs> a lot of hobbies, but I always go to completion on everything. Oh, Kevin, I can't Kevin, stop. Kevin to completion. Yeah. There we go. That's there's a good only, beer name. Only hey, one thing. There's I complete. your beer name, Brandon. To completion. To completion. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That one will work actually. <laughs> Trademark pending. Yeah, I never give up. So, so during <laughs> that time awesome. frame, I got uh, I got into cocktails a little bit. And I had a I had a party at the house about a month afterwards, and a good friend was over, and it was a cocktail party. There were like fourteen people there, and the entire island was full of bottles. I had spent mm-hmm. a day and a half making different syrups. Yep. Uh, there was probably forty eight pounds of citrus sitting mm. on the counter wow. and one of the friends asked my wife my beautiful caring loving <laughs> wife who Jenny, supports you through all who's this. listening right now uh <laughs> they go how's dan handling everything and jenny just spread her arms wide and looked around and said this <laughs> and that's pretty much it so that's fucking awesome <laughs> from there nice i uh yeah i, I kind of started finding out more about spirits and cocktails and really got into the whole tiki aspect of things the over the top the extravagance um, kind of thing snowballed, started doing private bartending. A friend saw pictures from that party and asked me to bartend her party, her uh, birthday party. Wow. From that birthday party, I got like two holiday parties. Nice. I've got another party that I'm doing in, well, I'm in Vegas doing a beer festival, but I got booked for a party. So I've, I actually have somebody working for me to go and work a party. Wow. Wow. 
and like uh, an entrepreneur. That's a good word for it. Hence our podcast. Hey, yeah. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, I'm. Uh, where were we? Talk cocktails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably not as extreme as you, but I understand your plight. Yeah, you're I hustling. Do. You're yeah, hustling. I got a, I got a Facebook message. You know, like Tiki Dan. I'm like, what the hell is Tiki Dan? I was like, <laughs> go and click, and I'm like. What is this? It's like it's like a picture of just like an entire like bar just full of like just rums and shit. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah, yeah I'm There's, kind of a fan of rum. Like, oh, oh my god, this is Dan's god. like Dan That's making awesome. Tiki Dan making oh, a drink. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know if Brandon seen the sticker on I his did, register I saw, yet. Oh, you did? No, it took me two days. <laughs> it took me two days because when you showed up, I was like, I was expecting a, a, a big awesome. full size sticker. So was I. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't notice it for two days later. I was like, went up to the register. I'm like. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it's still sitting there. Yeah, nice. Kirk, I don't remove stickers because that's a big no-no. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Oh no, that's good. Yeah. So right now, uh, it's you can uh, you can go to Tiki down on his Instagram and you can watch him as he as he builds his uh, his mobile Tiki trailer. <laughs> Ooh, what are that's you making awesome. out of? Uh, so I bought a horse trailer with a tack room on the front. So it's 13 feet long, about six and a half feet wide. Does oh, your yeah, wife yeah, yeah, make yeah. a lot of money? My wife is a pharmacist. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're good. No so, one so all this. So, so, wait, wait, wait. So, your wife is a, a real drug job. dealer. Yeah. Yes. And, and so a lo- legal drug dealer. That's good. I, uh, Not I, a street pharmacist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's you are awesome. Too. Huh? You got, he's probably got some good shit, too. <laughs> I, like, I like making shit. Yeah? <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Like not only he's got a full corn, wood shop in his garage. Got a wood shop in the garage and whoa, that's crazy. that was one of the hobbies I got into for Me a while too. as well. <laughs> yeah, made a killer oh God, poker table. Best friends, <laughs> I want him to come over and let's build yeah. some shit. Brandon <laughs> hasn't come over yet. We need to build shit. They keep saying let's do it, and then I you're work, like, I'm uh, come today. over. I fucking work on car. I used to be a mechanic, so I fix shit on cars. I like cars. Built I did that truck. too. Yeah, that doesn't run. Oh, Build that's the transmission because awesome. my engine's so fucking powerful. I blew it up. <laughs> I had, a, I had a samurai for a while. Let's do oh, it. I remember those? Every one of those names. I had 90s. a samurai that I built into a rock crawler. Oh, with I thought th- you said oh, you were really? a samurai. A samurai? I, was, I was a samurai for a while. Yeah. No, That's samurai awesome. swapped out the axe. So, like, I didn't even know how to change my oil. Yeah. But I got this rock crawler, swapped yeah. the axles out, put Toyota axles under it, changed the gears, 35 inch rock crawler tires on it. Wow. Took it out like once, sold it, bought gym equipment. Yeah, <laughs> I can see. It's kind of mm. all. I know he can. It. So yeah, Dude. so he's also becoming a certified personal trainer. That's fucking awesome. I want to build a. Uh, have you seen? It's not a teardrop trailer, but an off-road utility trailer. Oh yeah, I'm fucking. I'm building that next. That's awesome. I was got all the plans and all you that should. shit. So yeah, because he's posting pictures on Instagram as he's out there welding. I'm like, fuck, yeah. how does he know how to weld? You can just plasma do cut it. and weld things. I mean, it's not pretty, but you it sticks together. You got a grinder together. and yeah. it makes yeah. it nice. <laughs> hey, you got a grinder as your best friend. Back to what you were saying. I'm Grindr sorry. I threw you friend. off. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was quite a segue. <laughs> I gave up on grinder because Marshall wasn't on it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe these guys at the bar are, though. Yeah, we're hey. still waiting on to show up here. <laughs> yeah. They, they might come by still. He told me it was, yeah. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I need more beer. Yeah, I do too. Well, we've got, we've got, got more beer. Uh, more, right? What do you I like to drink? Beer. Beer? All right. I think yeah, I'm ready so. for an old fashioned. Oh. <laughs> We're not doing Don't hand jobs, him. Kevin. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, I'll. Just He's, me. Just me. It's okay, fine. Yeah, so, this next it. beer that you're going to drink right now, this is the official craft beer of the Arizona Coyotes. What? So, what I had is that it? at the game on Saturday with Alex. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And awesome. it was uh, very good. And I was happy to see that it wasn't pink. Ha ha ha. It, it, I was like, wow. This is, uh, so this is Grand Canyon's first year uh, with a partnership with the Coyotes. Nice. And I know your can says a different name on it, but we had an, a partnership with uh, Grand Canyon Expeditions Tours before um, where you would go and raft the Grand Canyon. 
beautiful. Uh, but that, that uh, partnership ended and it worked out where uh, the timing worked out where we just rolled that over with the Coyotes. So this beer now is called Kachina Throwback Ale. The beautiful thing about this beer, like I go and do samplings at the Coyote games all the time. We wanted to make a beer that you could grab a beer on the way to the restroom and grab another one on the way back to your seat and just enjoy some hockey. I'll actually be there tomorrow night uh, sampling too, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. You need anybody to go with you? (laughs) Probably. It was a good time. I haven't been to a hockey game in like, I don't know. I think I've been to three in my life over yeah. the time the times Cody's, Cody's been here. Yeah, but back uh, in the late 90s, I had a friend who was working at a company at just the right time. It was before the dot-com bubble burst, and they had, you know, like the glass, glass tickets where you're sitting on the glass. And so we took turns because he only had two glass tickets and like a whole shitload of nosebleed seats. So we took turns sitting at the glass. <laughs> and Did I'm you like, bang on the glass? That's the best part of it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was this your it first was sporting fun. event? Oh, yeah. Well, it was my first hockey game. Okay. <laughs> first hockey game. And I was like, I can see why people like this. I mean, this, it was fucking amazing on the glass. Hey, this is oh, good. my God. It was awesome. Thank you. It is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did it because I, I've I, never sat on the glass, Kevin. Yeah. So he, he texts me at the last, Alex texts me and says, meet me at the hockey game. I'm like, uh, when? He goes, tonight. I'm like, okay. All right. I'll go. So I had people cover the bar and I, and I left and went down there and, I got the little Blake because I was going to help him pour some beer. And he's like, all right, we got to go. I'm like, where are we going? He's like, we got to go up to the suites. I'm like, we're going to the suites? He's like, you didn't look at the ticket? And I'm like, no, I was just, <laughs> I was just happy to be here. I didn't care. He's like, well, we're, going to, we're going to the Fox Sports suite. I'm like, are you serious? Walk in and there's like, there's all these people in there. And I guess there's a lot of bigwigs there. I had no idea. The, That's cool. I mean, what, the CEO of Coyotes came in and guys from Top Golf and Levy, all these. And, and then well, my favorite part was there, Matt was there. It's always good when Matt's there. It is. So it was You're very well to do then, aren't you? I'm not, but uh, it's good to work for a good company. I know, Alex, he kept apologizing. He's like, I'm sorry. I, 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 these guys keep wanting to talk to me. I got to go work. I'm like, dude, go do your thing. Yeah. Hey, this is what you're here for. I'm just here to, yeah, to, no to watch a hockey game and drink free beer. Amen to that. Yeah. So it was a, it was a good time. Um, but, but, I kept, but I kept drinking this beer, and I was like, man, this is because I had never had it before. Oh, no, it's great. It's really approachable. Um, it's a beer that like a lot of people come up and say, "Hey, is it an IPA?" I'm like, no, it's not an IPA. It's it's light, it's crisp, it's 4.9 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, touch of hops on the end for some flavors, some character. But everybody from your Bud Light drinker to your IPA drinker is gonna be able to enjoy this. Yeah, because it, it's like one of those I call them the gateway beers. Yeah, absolutely. And it absolutely works on. I mean, even Joe likes it. And Joe doesn't drink stuff like this. No, it was good. It is, huh? I'm yeah, not no, just I saying can, it. Yeah, I can taste the hook. It's definitely got that hook to yeah. pull people in, yeah. Yeah, and sit there and drink, what, a couple 22-ounce beers of that and watch some hockey and see people p- punch themselves on some ice. Yeah, me and Alec were talking about, what quarter is this? We're like, this is the third quarter. Period. <laughs> How many quarters are there? <laughs> he's like, so wait, this is the second, third quarter? I'm like, no, I That's think they have amazing. three quarters, and this is the second or the last quarter. And he's like, oh, I get it. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's the way we think. Do they score touchdowns? <laughs> yes. Oh. There's three pointers and uh, nine point conversions. I'm into that. So um, I want to bring it back to the the trailer. How oh, yeah. far out are you on this trailer? Because I mean, I'm watching your progress. I'm excited about it. And then, what are you going to do with it? So uh, luckily, I have friends. Like I mentioned that I might get a little distracted with new hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> I have friends that are more talented in the aspects where I fail at. Um, my buddy's coming over. We're going to cut some stuff up and do some welding. 
Uh, it should be up and running by May. Because I think we're going to take it up to the Dark Sky Boys up in Flagstaff. Right on. And have a tiki camp out in uh, one of their backyards. Holy crap. Yeah. So how so do you... It, it'll be yeah. beautiful. It, it has uh, uh, two kegs. So you yeah. can pour beer on there. You can pour... Uh, there'll be a nitro line. Uh, wow. There'll be a beer line. Um, 12-foot That's service good, window. You just walk up. Two people can work inside of it. Do you yeah. need employees? Wow. Absolutely. How do you uh, how do you work tips. the liquor license for that? So uh, basically, question. say you're having your birthday party, right? And you hire me to come out. I show up. You buy all the liquor. Like okay. I'm not buying liquor oh, because okay. I don't have a liquor license. Oh. But I'm bringing mint. I'm bringing lime juice. I'm bringing all the syrups and everything. So do you have, can you put the the trailer in my front yard in my driveway? In I the mean, backyard? Where do we, I'm where not do you your it? dad. We can put it wherever you want to. <laughs> okay. I, did, do I, didn't, I don't be? know how this works. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we, we can put it anywhere on your private property. Oh, and, okay. Uh, okay. Gotcha. And people stay on your property and drink on your property. So and, do you charge like per person? Like you, do they say they have 50 people coming or do you charge? How, do, mean, you, how do you work that part out of it? We're still working through that, but it'll probably be like an event fee. And then we go up and, and like we'll chat beforehand and like you're going to have 30 people show up and we'll figure out how much product that I need to prepare and bring. And, right. and then we'll go over what drinks we want to pour for you. And then you'll pick up whatever liquor you need to from whatever store you so need to. So they're paying for your labor basically. Exactly. Maybe a few side yeah. parts to it all. Absolutely. Okay. So are you, nice. are you, making, are you coming up with these own concoctions, making your own drinks? I mean, I'm not the person that created the old fashioned, but well, I can make I you one. Yeah. yeah. I still, I want to try your old fashioned. <laughs> I'm still I'm thinking that's a that. hand job, but is there, whatever. Is there a tiki oh, no, drink? No, no, no. Uh, I mean, so I was excited because last night, my wife, bless her heart, does not uh, appreciate the extravagance and the overtopness yeah. uh, included in this. So I was, I was leaving the house on the way here. She saw that there were maybe a couple more tiki statues on the bookshelf. Uh, you got to start hiding that shit. Yeah, she wasn't as excited as I was about it. Uh, so I, we'll see if they're still there when I get home. But I made her a drink that she actually liked last night because it, really? it was Fat Tuesday. So I made a hurricane. It was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I had no Today idea. Today was fat, or yesterday was does that fat. Mean we're Tuesday. not supposed to drink now or something. I was at work. I don't know. How does that work? I don't know. How does Fat Tuesday and Lint work? I have no idea. You make hurricanes. Okay. I just, Lint, you give shit up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give up not drinking. Oh. I'm stopping not drinking. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so, what even made you come up with the idea as far as the whole tiki bar thing, as far as being mobile? Um, I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, it wasn't my original idea. It's not just for fun. It wasn't on Pinterest? No. Uh, well, I mean, Hello? I went and got Pinterest afterwards. Okay, good. But so I saw it on Instagram. One. It's for yeah. everybody. It does, huh? It's, yeah, it's, it's so manly. There's some cool shit on there. Hey, there's, there's woodworking products. Guys work build, rebuild engines. Absolutely. On. There's welding. There's boobs on there. Yeah, there's there welding is. and Send me that link. woodworking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just type boobs <laughs> into Pinterest. Maybe all right. So that was um, when you were going through your phase and yeah. trying to figure out what to do and you went down that was that time did you thought i'm gonna make this into a business or is this sometimes it was a i'm gonna say a coping mechanism no, at the it, time but i i think that's probably a very great description uh but it worked out because grand canyon 
actually has a distillery as well as a brewery. Yes. So uh, they make some pretty amazing spirits too. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Um, That's so crazy. It, it's great. The, the distillery opened up in January of 2018. Where so are they located at? Uh, up in Williams, oh, Arizona. Yeah, you already same, asked that question. How the, many have you well, had? No, he asked where the brewery it's was. the same building. Same, same building. building. I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> same building. I'm new here. <laughs> so, and, and the amazing thing, too, is when it came time to open up the distillery, uh, John and Alex, they talked about the vision for it. They interviewed some people. And the person that, they interviewed a couple people, but Chris, who's our, our distiller, came to Alex with his game plan and his vision, and his vision included not cutting corners, which is beautiful. That's awesome. He wanted to make bourbon, but he wanted to make bourbon the right way. Oh, so shit. So we're making bourbon, <laughs> but it's going to be four years till that brown liquor shows up. I yeah. love that. Because it's like some of these awesome. places just pop up, and they're like buying spirit from somebody else and rebranding you, it. You it's spin like- the bottle around, and you look at... Produced in Indiana. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. Finished in Arizona, but I mean, yeah, imagine I mean, me buying bother. a beer. Why bother? Imagine me buying a beer from some other state. Yeah, why bother? Bring it in here and say, "Oh, I, I put some fruit in it. And now it's my beer. I'm gonna put it on tap and sell it as mine." So that's yeah, basically all it is. When they finish it, they're just ma- changing or adding one ingredient in the label. It, it's and, it's finished. Yeah. So a lot of the, like any a lot of the commercial bourbons too. You pick it up and you spin it around, and you and some of the, even the really big names. You think, "Oh, this is special." But it comes from just one bourbon producing house. Mm-hmm. And then they'll send that liquid out and finish in the barrel somewhere else, which is fine. That's yeah. the way it's done. But we're transparent about it. Everything is grain to glass. Our vodkas. Um, so let me back up. We want to be a bourbon distiller. We are yeah. a bourbon distiller. The first year wow. that we were in operation, we laid down 52, 53 gallon barrels of uh, blue corn bourbon. Um, so in about three and a half years from now, we're going to be able to start releasing that. That's going to be a but fun party. But each year, the next year is going to be like 60 barrels. And then right now, the, we're building a Rick House up there where the distillery is going to move into and all the barrels are going to be held at oh, that's right awesome. there on the property. Like if you Jeez. haven't been up to Williams, it's like a five, five acre compound. The brewery, the restaurant, there's an Airbnb property on, uh, on the property, wow. like a cabin. Three bedrooms that sleeps Sold. ten people. You're 300 feet from your bed to the bar. Yeah, wow. I may or may not be going up there to do something special with Alex. So, I'll let, we'll talk about that later. I'll we'll have to go. do that this summer. Yeah. Okay. Deal. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. uh, Any time is a good time to go up. Summer's yeah. really busy. So if you want to go up in the summertime, like book now or spring or fall. But don't we have the inn? <laughs> you do, but of course we do. But if yeah, it's not booked, want, we're kind of like, yeah. special. Because it's, booked, tent it's, it's open to everybody. <laughs> so, like, your neighbor down the street can book it before you can. Fuck that guy. But the distillery's Fucking amazing. John. Because it takes three or four years to start, produce, to start being able to sell the bourbon, we need to fill the space in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So, we made vodka, we made a prickly pear vodka. Stuff that screams Arizona flavors that just really come through. And the, the thing that I like about the, the flavored spirits as well, it stays at 80 proof. It doesn't drop. It doesn't taste fake. It doesn't taste medicinal. Um, it's not too sweet. It's not cloying. Yeah. Yeah. It still stands out in a cocktail, too. It doesn't get lost because it stays at 80 proof. We make a gin uh, that's beautiful, lots of juniper, but it's not overbearing. I was going to ask about the gin. There's so a touch I'm of a guy, a so. touch of lemongrass in the back. Um, I love that, like gin and tonic, obviously. There's yeah. a cocktail called the Mountain Breeze, um, which is muddled mint and cucumber with some simple syrup. Like that's oh. beautiful. 
a bee's knees, obviously. Mm. Um, I think I had all these. We make we make a tiki drink or uh, a rum that's 100% distilled from molasses that comes from Louisiana. It's it's a great wow. tiki style rum. So it's got these agricultural notes that just shine through. Like you make a daiquiri with it and it doesn't get lost. You know that there's some funk going on in there, and it's beautiful. Um, and then the crazy one is Thunder Snow. Thunder Snow is a hundred. You were drinking Thunder Snow. Yeah, that's going off the rails. That's, yes. why, I re- that's why I don't remember shit. <laughs> yeah. Thunder Snow is a hundred percent blue corn whiskey. So that's Whoa, part of the base that fault? goes into the bourbon. But we, it's white lightning. It's mm. unaged whiskey. It was um, good, I think. It is good. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> that uh, it's definitely it's strong. It'll it'll punch you in the face, mm-hmm. but mm. it makes a good cocktail too. Like we were just doing shots. <clears throat> we were just doing shots, but you can make a blonde Manhattan with it. You can make like a whiskey sour with it. Um, heck, I've made margaritas and sub stubbed out subbed out the tequila for it. Yeah. Are you in the market for new friends? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. You want to go to Disneyland? <laughs> Is hey, I'm going next backyard? week. I'm going next week. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, they've got a tiki bar at Disneyland. Let's talk. <laughs> that's what I hear, yeah. I've never met anybody that's met Dan and never want to be friends with him. Jeez. He's he pretty awesome, personal. actually. Yeah. He's very personal. I like him. I had to send a message to Alex and tell him to thank you for sharing him. <laughs> <laughs> you can try to keep him. I know. We are west side. He, he's, he's east side, so. Yeah, yeah, fuck the east siders. Yeah. Dude, and he moved further away, too. Yeah, I know, because he wasn't that far away. Then he said something about he's like, what, he's in Ahwatukee now? Yeah, no, he was in Ahwatukee. Yeah. Now he's in, like, East Mesa. See, that's ridiculous. Is he Mormon? No. No, he's oh, like, no. oh, wait till you hear his story. You'll meet Alex sometime. Oh, right? yeah. His yeah, story is, like, I, the best. I used oh. to live on the east side. I'm I'm done. I'm I'm west side all the way now, so. Yeah. Fuck those white picket fences and white people with all their fancy monies. <laughs> Too much grass. Gilbert with their beautiful lawns. That's bullshit. <laughs> nice, nice lawns anyways. Yeah. yeah. You got to mow that shit. You just rake the rocks. Make them look nice. Yeah. That's a exactly. real thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is a real thing. That was a bad pour. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I poured a beer. <laughs> Brandon. I mean, it didn't look that bad, but... <laughs> That's yeah. why we need the... It's getting there. It'll, it'll look pretty in a second. <laughs> just yeah. set it down and give it five minutes. You'll be all right. Yeah, we had this beer. And we sold out of it really quickly. The overnight? The overnight? Yeah, oh, yeah. this was great. This was a collaboration that we did with uh, Dark Sky Brewing uh-huh. Company. So what's your your overall, your big plans? What's your end goal here as far as you having tiki thing, your your own tiki bar deal and then working for Grand Canyon? I, I mean, I want to work for Grand Canyon as long as they'll have me. Like, I love, again, really, I love the beer. I love the spirits. I love being able to go and, and talk to somebody about a product that maybe they're hesitant about at the beginning, but explaining them the story, okay. explaining, letting them try it, and uh, just seeing where it goes from that. Um, so the t- then the tiki bar things. Oh, that's just like all a on pet the side. Project, yeah, have that's, fun doing that. That's beer money. Exactly, or more tiki money. Yeah. More rum. It's all rum money. <laughs> it's more tiki. It's more tiki torches and tiki statues in his backyard. That's all. Um, Are you Hawaiian or no? I don't, I'm adopted. Uh, (laughs) we did so funny enough uh, I got that uh, what 23 and me or the (laughs) don't do that that's how they've been busting people for crimes (laughs) well I mean as far as I know I've not committed any (laughs) heinous crimes uh, but that was my father's day gift gift last year because I'm adopted okay people I really had no you weren't fucking around when you said no I'm not even kidding uh, so people would ask me, like, I was always the token minority. People would think that I was... because your skin's a little ex- bit darker. Yeah. 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 Black hair. 
Exactly. Um, but apparently, I'm 98% European. I just wow. thought you were from New York or something, the way New you York? talk. New York? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stereotyped the shit out of you. I thought you were Mexican. I took my wallet in my front pocket and just... I didn't think that. I was ready. <laughs> you're Mexican. I know. I know Mexicans because I am Mexican. <laughs> I looked for his wallet. You would have seen me at the meeting. <laughs> Pretty much. The Landscapers oh Guild. <laughs> what? That's, that's a thing. Yeah, I am really good at cutting grass. Right? So yes. finish your story. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, don't, I, get distracted. I don't know if I have a story after that 23 one. 23 and me. 23 oh, yeah. And me. No, yeah. And I'm like 98% European. Really? So, yeah. What's the other 2%? There's some Spanish. I was going to say Spanish. I win. And that's European. Yeah. <laughs> Spain is in Europe. Yeah. Italian. What's your What's your wife? She's very white. She is English and Hello. Irish. <laughs> Just talking yes. about that. Yeah, we were, and, at the, we were at a taco shop today. We were getting tacos for the boys, and I looked around. I said to April, I go, you feel okay? She was like, why? I go, you're the only white chicken here right now. She's like, no. <laughs> she looked around. She's like, oh, my God, yep. Dude, that place on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I'm not going to say, I should say the name, give them a plug. $14 all you can eat tacos. Oh, they're right around the corner. Is that from the my taco house. place? No, I know what it's you're talking so about. I live and I found right out, there. I found out about it like <laughs> once I started changing my eating habits. And I'm like, I can't go in there now. Oh. Dude, there's great, a lot of proteins the, in a taco. That's the yeah. taco. Just eat the meat. Place, right? Okay, can yeah. we talk a little bit about your obsession with whatever you do and the other one going on to your. Um, Becoming a per- personal certified trainer. <laughs> oh, that's for he's, real. He's got Westside Fitness in his in his in his garage. You, you don't CrossFit, do you? No, I want. I mean, I I, I not specifically, but you I'll go with friends who do. Open it up. Yeah. Um, I lost. I live in that same area too. By I the lost way. 130 pounds. Fucking nice. Uh, I've gained a bunch of the back because I've been lazy. I got depressed a while ago. And we drink beer. And yeah. But that's how you buried the feelings. Even, <laughs> even in the industry, yeah, I lost, uh, I lost 100, 130 pounds in a year. That's fucking awesome. Nice. Um, that's, that's more than 10 pounds a month. Yeah. That samurai, that samurai that I mentioned earlier, I sold that. I bought some gym equipment. I bought more gym mm. equipment. Uh, I, through all this, too, I think I've realized that I have all right, an addictive personality. <laughs> Um, you you just go into mania so. mode. It's all good. I, I do that too. I am glad that I've never tried cocaine because I don't think that would work well for me. Yeah, I just get it's high on, on obsessions. I, I've, I've several times I'm like, oh shit, it's four o'clock in the morning and I'm still doing whatever I'm doing, you know? Oh my gosh. But and masturbating I think, is okay at I, four in the morning. <laughs> no, I wasn't even doing that. Oh. I was just like, I was, was getting stuff done, man. I was like doing I, stuff. I think my son's going to be the same way uh, too. He is nine. Okay. Because, like, we sent him to bed at like seven thirty, eight o'clock, and then the other night it was ten thirty, and I saw his light was still on. And he's reading his books. Nice. And yeah, like you can't you can't yell at a kid for reading a book. No. But right. still, like, right. then it takes him an hour longer to wake up in the morning. It's like, come on, boy. That's when you yell at him. <laughs> That's when you yell at him. <laughs> Look here, you educated son of a gun. <laughs> So you have an addictive personality. Yeah, I've, I think I've picked and, and, up on and that. He sells liquor and beer for a living. Which Cheers is an that. addictive substance. I think you got it. You're, you're on the right path. Anytime I wanted to. Well, you're not a quitter. No, I'm down for that. <laughs> oh, Cheers. hey, I have one in front of me. Yeah, yeah what, what is this? What is this we're drinking? So this one is. Uh, I was. I went over to. Um, Derek, come take our picture. Yeah. <laughs> We went out to Litchfield Park in, uh, last weekend, and I picked up a small growler of um, 
I forgot which beer this is. Uh, the uh, what beer is this again? Do you remember? Hey, oh, here, take a picture. I have the tab right here. Why the we, why are we doing this? the Bonnie yeah, and Clyde. You know my camera's better. Yes, we're taking photo ops right ah. now. <laughs> yes, Joe's not. Come on, Joe. Oh, Let's I was doing the a program. selfie. All right. So last, uh, last great radio, week, I folks. My great Scott radio. Over to Transplant Brewing Company. Um, they just recently took over another brewery, and um, and they've been turning into their own. It's called I met that guy. Yeah, and uh, they did the. This it was a Bonnie and Clyde, and I think this is a chocolate marshmallow kind of beer. Rocky Road. I want to try that. Rocky Road. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, so this is it. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. I am gonna try it. Yeah. So my uh, my son, who's 21, is like. Outperforming, outperforming me and Kevin on Untapped right now. Yeah, he's, he's like kind of going crazy. <laughs> I actually like this. Really? Yeah, I really do. Right What's on. What's the name of the brewery again? I'm sorry. Transplant City. That's okay, a, thank you. That's like a. That's actually good, and I actually like this from Joe in the same podcast. Mm-hmm. Look at you yeah, guys. You guys are scaring me. I do like this. There it is. Yeah, I, I, I like the porters no, and the it. stouts. But you like Top Slam. I do like hot slam. I was shocked as hell. I was like, "Damn it, now I have to share with him." I could drink. I could drink that all day. That's yep. actually some. I might still have shit. some hop slam tucked away from my Bemmo days. Really? I've got so I I did this thing where I was obsessed with hop slam, and I still kind of am. Ooh, I've got good. hop slam dating back probably seven years. Oh, beautiful! And so somebody eventually wrote this article about what happens when you age hop slam. I think it was Zach Fowl, wasn't it? Mm, I don't remember when it was at Draft Magazine. Maybe it was. Yeah, yep. and how they kind of turned to barley wines. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I've got all these ones. I'm going to go ahead and just just save one each year, save two each year. So I've been saving them. And I've got I've got, I mean, I got a lot of them, so I'm trying to save them. But I drink a lot of them. From my BevMo days when I was the buyer, uh-huh. uh, I would one for you, one for me. Uh-huh. So I've got an entire bedroom full of beer that might be past its prime. But I need to find a people to give it away to or drink it yeah with. luckily i've got a giant walk-in that i got store beer in and, oh uh, that's great i like to save it i mean at one time i had three refrigerators i had one in, i had or, well actually i had four because i had i had the one in the kitchen i had a full-size one in the laundry room i had a full-size one in the garage and then i had a a, a beer fridge that i would just put specialty stuff in and then eventually i quit using that and i just kept having to everything cycled down and eventually i was like man i got a lot of fucking beer and my wife kept saying so Something's gonna happen. Be a, you know, we're gonna die in a fiery car crash, and your brother's gonna just come drink this shit. He's not gonna know what it is. We need to start drinking this stuff. I'm like, yeah, man, I really want to drink it, but donate to the homeless. No, I want to <laughs> drink it, but then it's also like when you I'm have homeless. that beer, and it's like, um, when you don't have it anymore, you feel like this. Oh no, I had it, and I don't, I don't uh, have it anymore. Are you a beer hoarder? Yeah, I'm getting better though. I'm not as you, much as I used to be. You should have a big party. If only we could find a venue where you could have a big party and have everyone come over and help that's, you that's drink this beer. Kevin's house. We've done that several times. We went through all my Jester King. Yeah. Went through like six, seven year olds. Um, Hell yeah. Lost Abby. Uh, God, we went, I, I bring shit to your house all the time and you're like, oh, where'd you get this? I'm like, I don't know. I've had it like six, seven years. And I was like, let's drink it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my first CBC. Uh, no, uh, yeah, CBC was also World Beer Cup in San Diego. And that night for the competition is the big gala banquet, and everybody's inside where they're giving the awards. And I'm like, yeah, I really don't necessarily want to go to that. I'm like, no big deal. So we're, we come walking back, we come walking through the conference room. And it's just a giant, giant conference room, like downtown Civic Plaza. And there's just these tables in a C shape, and there's these guys just going through boxes. I'm like, what is this? Like, this is all the beer that's left over from the World Beer Cup judging. And I was like, 
Holy what are you guys doing? They're like, well, if, if nobody gets it, they just dump it. I'm like, no, they don't. It's like, uh, so I'm going to open so go, my hatchback. Go, so I said to my wife, I go, go get the car. She's like, what? I get go, the go car. back to the hotel and get the car. And <laughs> right now. So at the time, we were through like the IPA and Pale Ale section. So there was like four more tables. So I go to the very last one, and that one is the barrel aged section. Oh, so I pull the tarp God. off, and there's just cases and cases and cases and cases of barrel-aged beer. Oh, my God. And I just God. start grabbing them. And I just start grabbing all these uh, ones. Yeah. And, I, and I just I just grabbed a box and start filling them up before I had a box full, and then I had another box full. And uh, and finally, April got back. I'm like, here, I'm going to take this car, watch this box, and go get it. And then people were like, and then it became like a whole training thing. What do you have? I'll give you this for that. Yeah. I probably came like home. Like Pokemon. Yeah, it was yeah. nuts. And I was like, it was so but sad. Beer. They're just throwing away this amazing you beer. Can't throw that out. And I was like, some of those beers, I think I maybe have a bottle or two left, but it's, that's just wow. like, what, 10 years old now? Mm-hmm. But it's all barrel aged stuff. Beautiful. So it's yeah. just aged that much better. I hope so. Some of it probably yeah. aged pretty well. Should probably bring it to an establishment where we can par- partake <laughs> in it. That would be Joe's garage when we're like working with power tools yeah. and building or something. Or my house. Wood. Joe, you've never been to my house yet. I have we, been to your to house. I pool. dropped you off. Oh wow! Well, yeah, you didn't come in though. That's you gotta come in and play pool. You gotta oh, come in and play pool. Oh, you got a pool table. Oh yeah, very nice. I don't yeah. need to be. And sharp. I am the champion uh, yeah. at Kevin's house, by yeah. the way. Yep. We had a tournament. Brandon I'm like beat Jordan. me. I went out on top. <laughs> yep. Beat him. I'm like, let's play again. And he goes, we can never play again. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that over your I'm head. I'm actually forever. making my own T-shirt that's gonna say, yep. "Championship Champion of Kevin's House." That's amazing. So, um, I mean, we're just, we're just rambling right now. Yeah, but, uh, we're just There's nothing wrong with that. No, we're it's not, But this is kind of what we do. This is kind of like what me and Dan do, like when uh, he comes in during the week and we're, and we're quote, working. Right? So mm-hmm. when, you know, all these brewers come in and I'm not going to lie, this is fun. This is what we do. We talk about beer. We talk about what we've been through. We talk about places we used to work. We talk about other places that are making some beer. And this is what we do. So it's, it's a fun job. Um, I think maybe you've got a little bit of... Uh, Dan's experience out of this and what he likes and what he didn't like out of this, but if anybody's ever thought about going into that industry, maybe it's for you, maybe it's not. Maybe the working in a brewery isn't your thing. Maybe you want to get into the sales rep thing, and it's it's a different way to get into it, and it's a fun job. People like it. Some people get out of it, but like Dan, you've really stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah, and you finally found your happy place. And my start all started with home brewing, too. Like, I remember going to What Ails You down here, down the road. Still there. Hanging out with Floyd, like, long before he dreamt of starting freaking. Wow. And going to Brew Days and drinking his beer. And, yeah, it's cool seeing the different roads that people wow. take uh-huh. to get there. Yeah. I love those stories, and uh, we hope to bring a lot of more of that to the people so they can. Oh, that chick's cute. She's coming in here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sorry, another another concubine for Joe. No, no, she's <laughs> with the guy who's Uh-oh. wearing a peach. You can shirt. take him. You can take him. <laughs> totally. So, um, so I mean, just, just if you guys have any questions uh, about how how Dan did this, or if you have any questions for us about topics or anything else we want to talk about, please feel free to uh, send us an email. What are we at? We're at thebeerside at gmail yeah, I'll, I'll have the link in the show notes. So Yeah, so send us some links if you want some questions or you want a little more clarification on some of the stuff. Or maybe uh, you have some personal questions about how to get in this industry and maybe become a sales rep or who knows, even get a job at BevMo. Yeah, some, way to go, sometimes man. Sometimes that's the, it's just the way to just start, just to get your foot in the door to do this. 
And uh, maybe someday you'll be sitting down here with us talking about how you got in the industry and drinking some fun beer with us. Oh, we're going to do this again? Uh, yeah, if you want. Sweet. I, mean, we spent a I lot think of money Saturday night, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Saturday night, probably. We're yeah. fucking tied into it now. Yep. I'm in. Yeah, I'm well, down. that's what we are. I'm down. Yeah, so I can't wait to have Dan back and uh, talk about all his stuff. Hey. Thanks, thanks, Dan, hey. for coming. Thanks, thanks for having me, guys. It was a pleasure Anytime. to meet you. Cheers, guys. All right. Yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, make me an old-fashioned.